1: This is Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chindi Chekwah. Chim, go ahead and hit them with the ad. So,
2: BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action, remember to use the promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts.
1: And if you have any issues with gambling, always feel to reach out to 1-800-GAMBLER there 24-7 to help you out. uh, If you need to talk to someone on your needs. Hey, but we finally made it, Jim. It's been a very long summer for believing Buckeyes. Talking about a lot of stuff, camp recruiting, all the things, but we made it to game week. We got the Indiana Hoosiers this weekend uh, going to Indiana to play them. So what's your thoughts on that competition in the the start of the
2: year? Yeah, starting the season on, big game, big 10 game on the road. The Indiana Hoosiers who haven't beat the Buckeyes in a long time, so we don't Mm -hmm. expect anything different. But a team in Indiana who has 20-plus guys from the transfer portal, so they pretty much have a new team, going to begin looking for an identity. And then Ohio State, who we know what their identity has been, but, you know, being able to throw the ball to all these great receivers is going to change this year a little bit, given that we have a new guy that's going to be um, leading that offense. So that's, that's what I see here, and I'm excited for football to be back, really. Yeah, and so going into the
1: season, Ohio State still got some competition on who's going to be taking the ball from the center, and we have a great guy to kind of come in to talk about it, one of my guys, one of our guys, and so let's get to it. And today we have a very special guest, one of my guys from Cleveland, from Glenville, last quarterback to win a national championship for Ohio State. We got Cordell Jones on the call, man. How you doing today? How you feeling?
0: Man, good, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Always good to get up with guys that I grew up watching, admire from afar, and, and have an opportunity to last X amount of years to become friends with. So, appreciate for having me.
1: Yeah man, we feel old, man. He said grew up watching this, man. That's, <laughs> that that made me feel a little bit old, man. But Cordell had the pleasure of going fourth round to the Buffalo Bills, four years in the NFL, seven years professionally. But we got him on the show today because everyone around Buckeye Nation wants to talk about quarterbacks. And who better to talk about quarterbacks and competition than our guy, Mr. Jones, here. So first off, we just wanted to kind of dive into it. What are you seeing from the young guys out of McCour, out of Devin Brown. What's your thoughts on them as the players and their play? And what do you think do they bring to the table to our offense?
0: Um, I think two great players. I think two guys that's more than capable enough to win this, to, to lead this team to a lot of victories. Um, that's the name of the game, right? And then uh, I think you go back to me going back to the recruiting aspect of both of these players. I know Devin reclassed and came in early and it's, and it's crazy to to think about he's a you know, potentially a 19-year-old starting quarterback for the Buckeyes that's very young, but what would help that transition and help some of those growing pains is the talent that he got around him. Yeah, there's a few questions up front because you got a lot of guys with not as much experience as, you know, sending off a top 10 draft pick at the offensive line and a, and a top, you know, three, four, five rounds draft picks and, and a few other guys on that front. But far as skilled players, I don't think you can ask for a better situation when it comes to skilled players, as a first-year quarterback for Devin or Kyle,
1: yeah, that's that's very exciting, that's, and that's very true. Um, so, what's your thoughts? I know usually when they talk about McCord, they talk about more of a pocket guy. Devin's more of a uh, bit more explosive arm, kind of could move around a little bit. Is that what you see when you look at these guys and what they bring to the table and what, how they can help
0: out the offense? Um. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, having an opportunity to go through and, and watch a few practices and being heavily involved up at the facility and watching, well, being a heavily spectator involved at the facility during spring ball, I think both guys show tremendous um, um talent and, and and definitely a lot of skill to bring to this offense in their own unique way. You mentioned Devin is a, is a little bit more, uh, look he looks a little bit more comfortable outside the pocket than Kyle does, but Kyle is very much capable of causing damage outside the pocket. And then you have moments when both of these guys look like they're pressing a little bit. I mean, let's uh-huh. be honest here. This is an unbelievable opportunity for both players after Ohio State, you know, C.J. Um, Stroud going top 10 and going to replace a guy like that. You just don't replace a C.J. Stroud overnight. <laughs> yeah, You know what I'm right. saying? That just don't just happen, yeah. right? And I guarantee you these guys are putting enough pressure on themselves to feel some big shoes. But I would love to see which one of these guys continue to be more um consistent throughout this battle. I know they just wrapped up camp about a week ago and they about, you know, four or five days out um of their opening game against Indiana and you know Ryan they still have A still having named the starter. So I would imagine both guys are going to get some type of opportunity in that game, being so late into this battle, basically saying, hey, both guys are more than capable, and I don't know which one is going to be the guy, but I feel comfortable with both right now. So we'll see.
2: So how do you as a quarterback, how do you stand out? How do you claim that position? I know you know when I was battling to beat a corner, I know for me my mindset was I'm running and hitting every play, and when the ball goes in the air, I gotta go make the play. And if I could do those two things, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna somehow get on the field as a quarterback. You know, which is which is probably the toughest position on the field, right? How do How do one of these guys emerge as the guy moving forward?
0: First and foremost, ain't no parvley. It is. <laughs> but I give y'all a second. I give those corners a second because you guys are playing a game versus some of the best athletes in the world and you playing backwards the whole game. So I'm not gonna I'm not going to uh shed. I'm not gonna take light of that situation as well. Yeah, yeah but I it's a situation I don't never want to be in, I tell you that. Mm-hmm. But um I know when I was in a situation battling with JT Barrett and after we won a championship in twenty fourteen and just really and also going into that season of battling for a backup spot before our starter got hurt, my mindset was you know, protect the football. That's first and foremost, protect the football, right? Um, because you, you can't score points if you're giving the ball to the defense and you don't want to put your defense in a bad situation. And um, I already know, I mean, I can only imagine um, some of those situations where, you you know, the defense or the offense may go three and out or or give up bad field position to a turnover. And now you got the end zone chip staring up the back of your jersey because y'all in bad field position, Right. Um, right. So that was my mindset, protect the ball. I think in this day and age with these guys and, and that Ryan Day offense, I think, you know, uh, same thing, right? That's number one thing as a quarterback. You look at, you know, his ability, his decision-making, and that plays into protecting the football and getting the ball into the right place and putting the offense in the right situations at any given moment. So I think that it had to be number one that had to stand out. And I think then consistency, right? How consistent? Can I can I follow up good days with great days, right? And And, and how do I respond to a bad day? You know, I was anxious to see. I was at one of the practices this past fall, and um, you know, I, I don't think either quarterback had their best day. But I was bummed out because I knew I wasn't able to come back the next day to see how those guys respond. Because to me, that's the ultimate tale of a leader. It's ultimate tale of a quarterback that, that got that it factor right. That don't let, don't get rattled too easy. Um and, and they got some things that cause we know in the game, guys, we all played at a high level at the highest level of this. There's a lot of ups and downs in this game and it's all about how you respond to them, right? Who can manage um those situations the best, right? And I look at the last few quarterbacks, um, CJ Stroud, uh, you know, Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, JT Barrett, going back to my days, I think that's some of the things that made those guys really special because, you know, their highs were never too high and their lows were never too low.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so so uh, at the at the end of camp, Coach Day had a press conference, and he kind of brought up the quarterbacks, and he kind of said uh, – a question was asked, plain and simple. Hey, if you got – some people would say, if you have two quarterbacks, you, you have no enough. quarterback.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And then Coach Day obviously swung it, like, no, I got two guys, and he kind of started giving uh, uh, praises to other guys in the NFL, like, we got these two guys, you know, type of deal. So what's your thoughts on that? You, you know, no, no one obviously has emerged going to – to the season, so I'm saying we're going to play two guys, which is you know out of the norm for Ohio State. Uh, what's your thoughts on that and the mindset if you're one of those guys kind of going into that situation?
0: I mean, I, I think you know, last time we've seen a situation, I was in it um, in 2015 yeah. with JT Barrett, and and you had two guys who battled their butts off through um, camp and two guys that was more than capable enough to to lead the team to some wins, and and you know the goal was clearly the college football playoffs and another national title. But um, I think once you – it's some truth to that. It is some truth to that. When you have two guys that are comfortable in in different scenarios Mm -hmm. and situations when it comes to the effectiveness of the offense, then you just put the rhythm – the rhythm is never in sync when you try to satisfy both of those needs. Or Mm -hmm. when you try to um, have two different game plans because you got two different quarterbacks in the game, and I experienced that firsthand. And um but it, it can have success in certain situations where you see something um like the Taysom Hill situation when you talk about the the Saints, right?
1: Okay, and, yeah. and
0: things like that. But I don't think these two guys are that different to have that effect in a positive way. I definitely think you you pick a guy through you 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 evaluate the spring, you evaluate the fall. You, uh, you know, you take, you take a deep dive into that. And you look in the mirror and you pick a guy and you feel comfortable with that decision and you ride to the wheels fall off.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So I, well, I, go ahead. I'm going to say, what does it feel like to have to know you have a guy on your heels, even if you do emerge as the guy with, to so just know that at any given point, there's another guy who can come in here and get it done. And you know, that the coach may, uh, be ready to to pull the trigger and put somebody else in, and also the it's, fans <laughs> will always say if, if there's a one bad yeah. one bad series yeah.
0: talking about that. You know what? Yeah. Like I said, I, I've been through all of that, and it's tough. I'm not going to sit here and say that you know that didn't play into potentially some of my struggles at times. But this one, this one quote that I will forever live by if I ever picked up coaching. But it, it, stings, it stays with me. And, and we all have those moments, especially in our careers, where that one motivational speech, that one play, that one moment stays with you no matter what. I, can, I can't I can remember uh, much of my personal conversations with players, teammates, coaches, um, support staff at Ohio State, or just through life, period. But those ones that stick out usually stick out the most. And, you right. know, going through the 2014 season, going into that season, B and JT was battling for the back of the spot. And to my understanding, you know, coach, it was a very close battle. You know, I was going to have opportunities to get in. I was a bigger guy. So, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, this year I will have some, more maybe some type of Tim Tebow role and things like that, um, knowing that we just lost our starting quarterback, Braxton Miller, at the time. And, you know, I'm getting ready for those moments, especially when we struggled versus Virginia Tech, our home opener. I think we had four or five total turnovers and gave up eight or nine sacks. And as an outsider looking in, what you thinking? Oh, shit. Let the other quarterback play. Right? So, I'm thinking I was going to be in those situations, and those situations continue to not happen until about week six or seven when I had this conversation with Tom Herman, and this is a conversation that really would stick to me, stick out for me for the rest of my career and for rest of my life, period. He said, when you have a quarterback, you want, him to make, you want to make him as a staff feel like the guy. You're going to win or lose with him. This is our guy. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, Patrick Holmes struggled early in his career. Far as some games when he played, he did good, then he looked like a rookie, then they played, did good, then he looked like a rookie. But guess what? I guarantee you Andy Reid it wasn't like, oh, man, I shouldn't have traded Alex Smith. <laughs> you know, he's taking him right. on the wing. we go have those ups and downs, but I see this. Or this is your team, right? We only going to go as far as you're going to take us or you're going to lead us, you know. And fast forward to 2015, we in the same situation And Mm -hmm. I get the nod, and that was completely out the window. Yeah, I know Herman wasn't there, but it was like three and out, and Urban already got JT warming up.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like, damn, Mm -hmm. he dropped the ball. I ain't doing wrong. (laughs) So, yeah, you you hit on that of of just looking over your shoulder. You don't want that as a quarterback or as a player. You want to know that, hey, my coaches believe in me. I did what I had to do to earn this spot. And to earn the respect of my coaches and my teammates and let me go out here and play this game to a certain extent. Now, you out there getting roasted 24-7. We might have we might have got some changes, right? And you out there yeah. throwing it to the defense like Sam Doran talking about, I thought I saw a ghost or seeing ghosts <laughs> out there. Okay. Well, your, your day might be over today. That's, let me help you regroup. i meet you in the locker room, you know, but... The ups and downs because you know maybe you got three on a drive and not seven or you miss one and you already got the other guy warming up or you pulling him up, you getting pulled when it's a, a certain situation that doesn't help the quarterback's confidence if that's Devin if that's Kyle or if that's you know uh, Lincoln it doesn't matter right you want him mm-hmm. to feel like he's the guy you want him to feel like like I wanna I don't wanna go out there and play try to be perfect because not, I not this may be my last drive I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. those are the type of issues that when we talk about coaching and putting guys in position that can you can really outcoach yourself in those situations. Yeah, you got more yeah. than you got two capable guys, but guess what? Pick one.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so yeah, so let's put yourself in Coach Day's shoes. Obviously he already made the decision. He's going with two quarterbacks. And obviously the season starts this weekend with uh going on the road against Indiana. And we know basically we have Indiana, we have a couple of you know, games that we should probably win pretty easily, but then we have the big one where we gotta go to road to Notre Dame. If you was you know, obviously if you, you know, if you're Coach Day, when will you try to make that decision on this is your guy, this is who we're gonna stick with, or do you think He's going to just kind of keep this, you know, this this going for
0: multiple games of the year. You
1: know, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on that? What would you I, do? I
0: think. I think this is my personal opinion. I think the quarterback is Kyle, but I think he's going to be on a very short leash. I think Kyle is going to be in a situation that I was in. As far mm-hmm. as, hey, you got the nod by default. You won a championship last year, even though they didn't win championship, but you've been here longer. I'm going to give you the nod. And, oh, they're going to tell him everything you want to hear, but, you know, Indiana, you you go play Indiana, and you beat them 38, you know, 28, and or 28-18. You know, we ain't scoring 50, 60 points, and he just throw for 203 yards, three touchdowns, <laughs> one interception. Then the media's going to get involved. Then they're going to say the offense is underachieving and things like that. So I think you pick a quarterback and you stay with it, and you try to eliminate all the outside influences and BS you're going to have to deal with when it comes to media, press camps and all that other stuff. This is our guy. He earned this spot and this is who we going with. Simple. You okay. know, this is the guy we think gives us the best opportunity to win ball games. Are yeah. is that a knock on the other one? Not at all. No. Not at all. All right? So, um but in this day and age, I think with the transfer portal with NIO and all that stuff comes with coaching now, and I think he got to play his cards close to the chest because you know, if if Devin get this spot, I can imagine Kyle probably won't be here next year. Hmm. He's a younger player. Kyle yeah. wanna play. He's more than capable enough to do the same thing. And I would think the same thing. If Kyle mm-hmm. gets the spot and he just performing at a at a at a effective level, I'm not talking about ready to be drafted first, second, third round level. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, two, three years and out, and he's gonna return for another year, and that makes Devin been sitting for three years. I think he leaves. Yeah. That's
1: something does that's, you gotta weigh in now if you're a coach exactly. in regarding that traffic yeah, so, it's a Much different game, right? Had, yeah, yeah.
0: So he, I think he I think you but you I think you'll do his best for the, the program at that point and, and weigh out your options and also you know don't you worry about that when that when that you wor- you cross that bridge when it comes. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. That, do you think that the I guess the importance to getting it right
2: <laughs> this year um increases? Because if you think about it, okay, you have Indiana, you have Youngstown State, you have Western Kentucky. Right. Once you choose a quarterback, Devin Brown's a little bit younger. Maybe it doesn't impact them as much. However, you know, you would think that getting it right, getting getting the quarterback that we want to move forward with this year and maybe even next year becomes more important because of the the, the risk. I know you got young guys coming in every year, but because of the risk of, you know, whoever I choose, the other guy may actually decide to move on. Do you think it becomes so much more important to actually get it right?
0: And not yeah and i guys. think i I think no matter what one of those guys been moving on after this year you look at the quarterbacks they got coming in so they're really going to start getting ready those re- ready for those guys in the years to follow um I think every year it's important to get it right because you know no coach out here in America even at Akron says this is our year that we're gonna go you know six and six <laughs> you know they're trying to, they're shooting for the same goal so like I said I'm worrying about now and I'm saying with this talent and with this team and how wide open I think college football is this year, I think I'm I'm going. I'm focused on this year. I'm not worried about. I'm focused on week by week. When we when we get to Notre Dame, we get to Notre Dame. When we get to Michigan, we get to Michigan. When we, and, and, and therefore, right. But this team has an opportunity to go to the college football playoffs, and, and who knows what happens. So I'm not worried about what's going to happen in the, the year. And I know it's kind of in a tricky spot because the transfer portal opened towards the end of the year. You know, but um, that that'll be my focus. You know, I, I'm not, yeah. you know, as, as a coach, I'm not worried about. I wouldn't worry about too much of um, that. And then the questions is going to come from that. Um, now that we get into, you know, week four, week five, and going to Notre Dame, and 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 you know, some underachievement may be happening in those three games that we think we should win uh, comfortably. Then maybe I have to reevaluate the situation. But also, I don't know if starting the opposite guy is if it's Devin or Kyle going to be the answer. If they struggle the first three, four games and then say, Hey, you know what? We need a different sport. We need a big something different. And the biggest game to that point, which will be Notre Dame on the road. All right. All right.
1: Yeah. So I just wanted to also just kind of take it back, take a step back and give you your kudos, your congratulations. Obviously we kind of shooting through how your career went. Obviously you're fighting for a role in 2014 at backup role. Uh, Braxton Miller gets hurt. JT is announced as the starter. He plays most of the season. He gets hurt. And then you step in to win the Big Ten championship and then win the playoffs and win the national championship. And obviously, that's, you know, you went through a lot through that. Obviously, ups and downs, which you're hearing from the coaching staff. But just kind of speak to your mindset. Like, what was your thoughts, process, you know, obviously staying ready, staying with the program, staying locked in, And then once your, your number was called, perform to the highest level possible.
0: Um, I mean, as we know, football is the ultimate team sport, and I think offense is the ultimate team atmosphere. Um, and I get this scenario all the time: ten guys on offense can can do the right things, can can go the right way, but that left guard go to go left when he supposed to go right. Quarterback gets <laughs> head knocked off like the worst play he's ever. Right. Vice versa: ten guys go the wrong way on defense. Tim over here get a pick and take it to the house. They're like the best defensive play ever. <laughs> Those guys balling, right? Yeah. Great call, D coordinator. <laughs> so i so everybody and, and not to say you know on offense let's say we got seven and four now we really got a problem but um ultimate, is ultimate te- offense is the ultimate team um uh, atmosphere and i think uh, when i first when, when i had that talk with coach herman about you know you want that guy to feel like he's the guy you know and i set them my role at that point as a backup quarterback i knew my responsibility is being ready whenever my number is called and whatever situation one it is and i didn't want to let my team down I knew how important my role was. I knew how, um, I knew how, our offense at the time was susceptible to a lot of quarterback runs and, and hits. Um, so you know, it got it just changed my mindset from being ready, from man, when the hell I'm gonna get my chance? I should be into okay, being ready for when that happens, right? Um, and I kind of give that, I give those kudos to our coaching staff. They did a great job of making sure. Not just, you know, backups and reserves was ready, but everybody was ready. You know, we did things in practice where we have been, um good on good competition days, winner-loser days, what we called it. And, you know, Coach Myra yelled out, oh, you know, our left tackle got an um, equipment malfunction. Put his backup in. He got to come off for one place, helmet came off. We got to put his back. Now on his backup, lining up against Joey Bosa uh. in a heated situation. Yeah, you know, and then or same thing with the quarterbacks or the running backs. So you're not locked in to whatever situation we run in or whatever position you in and your number get called like that. You're going to be exposed. Right. And that's real game situations, because as we know, you know, players go down, you know, you can go down every play.
1: Yeah. any play, That's right.
0: So um, they did a great job of that, making sure we stay locked into the game plan, stay locked into practice, stay locked into the situations. And, you know, I guarantee you, we had those situations maybe 50 times 100 times a year when he threw a guy in there but I, mean, I don't even probably was called once but it, you know so one percent you know but guess what i was gonna be ready for that one percent mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's right i won't let the guys down so um that that really was my mindset and i, and I give that credit to the coaches for installing it into us
2: yeah and i just yeah. just thinking back on that time man, it's, I, I remember very clearly it was my t- 2014 it was a yeah, I had just got injured. I was in the NFL. I, just, I got hurt. I had a, a tough season. So watching watching y'all play on Saturdays was yeah. uh, was a, a, a kind of a pick me up for me. But I do remember that year, super talented across the board. But I, the whole year, I was thinking like, we just got to push the ball down the field just a little bit more, and we we can get over the edge.
0: Mm-hmm. When
2: you Came in in that that Big Ten championship game first, like first series. I felt like
0: I Yeah, was, it was, was first series. I'm first coach. series.
2: I'm like. It's like it was like the perfect storm because I'm like with with yeah. the running game with the defense that was there and your ability to push the ball down the field. I'm like, dang, these 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 dudes are special, and I I remember that. And then I went to that Alabama game, the playoff game, got to watch that up close and personal. Um, so just wanted to give you your flowers again, as as Brian mentioned, um, that was a special Absolutely. year. And it was great for me, really. Like I said, I had a tough <laughs> tough season that year. That was that was my opportunity to go back to the locker room and you know talk trash to all the SEC guys and everything. So
0: Yeah. Uh, well I I definitely appreciate it, man. And then like I said, I remember I can remember vaguely of the big games you guys played in and um you know I see B with a Tortitos jersey in the background. Is that yeah. t- I see you dog. And, uh, you know, you guys are part of some great teams. And I think, you know, once it's all said and done, I don't think no one goes out there and say, I want to add to this legacy of Ohio State and all this other stuff. But looking back on it, you say, I'm happy I did, right? Yeah. We can kind of reminisce about stuff like that. And uh, But, yeah, our, our team was really good. And ironically, if you ask our coaches, you know, they they thought we'd be a good team that year. And I think all the adversity we dealt what made us a really good team. But they really thought our chance to really win it was the following year, which – it's mm. happened. Flip flop. We won the year before and freaking we came low short the following year. And um, but yeah, I mean, talent all across that board on both sides of the ball. And I get a and, and I get a lot of credit for, you know, our success and, and you know how quarterbacks is in this in this game. You know, you can hand the ball off fucking forty times a game. And they say, you know, Cardell Jones and the Buckeyes won the game. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Right. Literally That's two right. years yeah. ago, Ryan Tannehill won they got he got all the praise. For throwing for less than hundred yards in a playoff game, because handed the ball off to Derek Henry thirty eight times, <laughs> so, but it was Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans won a, chance, uh, won a playoff game. So, uh, but our team was our team was ridiculous. I mean, especially on defense, I I played freely. I went out there and said, you know. I don't care what I do, right or wrong or different. I know our defense gonna hold it down, so it, it was <laughs> a <right>. great feeling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we want to thank you for joining the show today and spending some time with us. Uh, we also want to shout out that we will see you this Saturday, these Saturdays with college football starting up. You yeah. got a new gig with CBS. You're doing some some analyzing there, some college sports, right? We'll see yeah. you there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: looking looking forward to it, man. So
1: we'll see. All right, my man, also hosts the biggest softball game in the Columbus area. Uh, he does that for a great cause with the Buckeye Cruise for cancer. And he's also working hard to get the talent to Ohio State yeah. with being one of the runners, owners of, of the foundation. Uh, so we appreciate all the work that you do for Ohio State, all the work you do for Ohio, and all the work you do for our, our, our alma mater, our, our Glenville top is <laughs> up there in Cleveland, man. We appreciate you, and thanks for joining. I uh,
0: appreciate it, bro.